All right, Colorado Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, and this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto over at rockauto.com. One week in the books when it comes to training camp, one more week to go. And then the Avalanche will make their way to Edmonton. Uh, Some interesting things going on up there. Really, both host cities. Some interesting things going on. Uh, Edmonton. It's something with uh, stuff going on with the weather. And the arena flooding. Parts of the arena flooding. Just, uh, you know, some uh, just having terrible weather up there. And then in Toronto... Uh, I, I heard shortly before recording that the, you know, this is, it, you know, for, for baseball, but still in Toronto, the, the Blue Jays, the city of Toronto is not letting them play or even practice, I guess, in their uh, home stadium. So, yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with hockey, but it has everything to do with the city that they're in. So, I don't know. But right now, all that we, we do know is the abs are going to have one more week of training camp in Colorado and make the trek up north and, and see what happens. So we will get to uh, some news when it comes to what's going on with the Avalanche uh, and how this training camp went for them last week. Kind of just uh, go through some of the things that we have seen or heard and where things might be headed. Uh, the first thing which everybody is kind of taking note of is man like are the injuries starting to creep back up already and in a big way because apparently Kale McCarr skated off didn't seem like anything glaring to kind of like the people I follow and the reports that I read nobody saw any like major hit or him take a bad turn or hit some bad ice or no really nobody knows what it is right now and you are getting the new catchphrase, which is unfit to play. And unfit to play is the new upper body injury slash lower body injury. It's the new catchphrase. So um, everybody's getting the unfit to play on people who can't practice. And you're seeing some big names. David Pasternak over in Boston. Sidney Crosby has been tagged with the unfit to play. So um, I do. I want a T-shirt that says deemed unfit to play. Um, They should be on NHLshop.com. If they're not, they're missing out on uh, a lot of money. But I don't know what it is. Nobody knows really knows what it is right now. It just happened over the weekend. So um, we'll keep definitely keep an eye on that. But this is where the avalanche depth comes in. And not just with Makar. You can't replace Kale Makar just like you wouldn't be able to replace Nathan McKinnon or Miko Rantanen, or anybody of that ilk. But what has been the mantra of the Avalanche all season long, and that is the next man up mentality. And we are, you know, we're still kind of early in this to know really what happened to him, but the Avalanche are going to do what they have been doing all season and just pick up and keep going. There's nothing else that you can do. McCarr will come back when he is fit to play, which, of course, let's hope that's, you know, tomorrow or today. 
but right now you just you you have a lot of guys here practicing and playing and vying for a spot and this is where the avalanche depth comes in and this is where a healthy avalanche depth comes in because now these guys are seeing like yeah you know the players that you have obviously you play for this team but you've never really been able to see firsthand as a player what this team looks like when they're healthy and now that they and now they are they after one week after one week of practice and seeing all the the different really well maybe not all the different line combinations because Jared Benner has been pretty consistent with his lines so far but just seeing the guys that are kind of on the outside looking in right now kind of vying for these last couple spots who are who could make a roster on you know any of these seven teams that didn't make the playoffs and be maybe a second or third line player for those teams they're on the outside looking in right now and when you have everybody healthy practicing together for the first time pretty much all year you're getting some comments from guys like Donskoy saying this team is incredibly deep and Belmar saying this is the best team I've ever played on because they are seeing it for themselves practicing with all of these guys healthy and just saying like wow yeah I knew we had a good team because I know what our roster is I know who I know the guys that I'm playing with I know the guys whose names are on the lockers in the locker room but when you're on the ice and you're feeling it and you're in a groove you are feeling pretty good when you step off that ice and do a press conference and say something like yes this is one of the best teams I've ever been on that says something especially when it's coming from a guy like Burkowski Burkowski had a pretty good comment and I want to find it for you uh Burkowski you know obviously was on the the 19 or 19 the 2018 Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals team so they asked him about any comparisons between that team and this avalanche team and he said there are some comparisons you know about uh team and togetherness on the ice and off the ice and then he said when I look back I think we have more depth on this team in Colorado than we did when we won the Stanley Cup in Washington. To be able to win the Stanley Cup, you're going to need four lines that can play against any line. I think we definitely have that. We have four lines that can defend and score at the same time. So I think we're looking pretty good, and I think we just proved that when we uh, when we went through a lot of injuries, guys were stepping up and everyone could play with everyone. That's a huge upside for us going into the playoffs. Yes, everybody stepped up, and things were good. And the boat just kept going and going and going and everything, you know, they st- were still getting points here and there. But now you have a full, healthy squad, and that's a scary thing. But the other thing is, so does everybody else. Almost every other team has a full, healthy squad. But nobody really went through the injuries like the Colorado Avalanche did. So to put Nathan McKinnon on the second line and have him be, it seems like that's where he's going to be. And number one, he's happy with it. Maybe he's not happy with it, but he's fine with it, and he understands it. He knows he's going to get a ton of ice time. He's, you know, Ice time is not going to be taken away from him. Uh, but to be that guy that can head that second line, I think that's something that he's looking forward to because he knows that will help this team win. And that's what this team does. They are, they're together. They understand the goal. Uh, 
and it's showing. It's showing in the interviews that they do, um, and it's just a, a, a scary thing when when you finally have a team that looks good on paper. It's one thing to look good on paper, and it's another to enact it. And it seems like they're enacting it, and they're finally seeing it. And for the and this is the big thing is they're they're seeing it, and they're like, wow, we haven't been able to do this all year. Really, they haven't. They are. How excited would you be to basically have a restart to the season with everybody healthy and that restart of the season just so happens to be the playoffs? I would think I'd be a kid in a candy shop, but just another thing to look forward to. So that does not mean it's all sunshine and rainbows. And we will get into Mr. Jared Bednar not being too happy with his team and letting them hear about it. And we're going to get into that right after we hear about Rock Auto and rockauto.com. Like I've been saying, if you are working on your car and you're a car geek, or even if you are not a car geek like me, but you need stuff for your car, go to Rock Auto at rockauto.com. Huge selection. No matter which car you own, they have parts for it. Massive selection. Incredibly low prices. Rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you. All right. So another thing that came out of the first week of training camp not every day but over the weekend more saturday friday saturday was jared bednar was not too happy with how his team played practiced on on saturday excuse me and he let them know it and there there is a i was going to play it for you it was really difficult to hear i, I think a, a writer who was in the stands, who, who was allowed to be in the stands, took some video of it, and it's not really clear what he's... You can kind of make it out. But he was not happy with the effort uh, on Saturday's practice. And he let them... He let the team hear it. He pretty much called a halt to practice, called everybody to center ice, and laid into them. If you are able to find the video, it's really quick, 15, 20 second clip. Um, you don't see that coming out of Jared Bednar pretty much ever. He is a cool cat. And I don't think this is one of those things where it's, you know, because some journalists are allowed into practice and they just happen to catch it. I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, well, it happens all the time in practice. He just doesn't really show it during a game or during a press conference. I don't think he ever shows this. I think this was he, – he is demanding these guys get back to game shape and game style of play right now. And this was – so this was Saturday, so they had all week to practice. And by all accounts, those practices were looking pretty good all things considered. So I think by the time they got to Saturday, I think he was figuring we should be on our game. And he wasn't happy. And he pretty much let them know if if we are not going to put in effort and be passion, passionate and have passion for what we're doing and even practice, if we're not going to have passion for practice, we're going to be sitting home watching the rest of these playoffs. And... Normally, that wouldn't make headlines. If it was John Tortorella who, you know, yells just because it's, you know, 1030 in the morning, 
um, nobody would really think anything of that because that's his style. And that gets through to some people, and some people it doesn't get through to, and uh, he crafts his team who can take him laying into them minute after minute, day after day, practice after practice. For some people that fall, that, that just falls on deaf ears after a little while, it just becomes boring, um, and you kind of, I don't know, you might, have, you might lose, you might not lose the locker room, but you might lose a, a player here and there where it's just like, all right, just, just give it up. You know, we're all adults here, so, you know, what do you want me to do, and I'll go do it. I don't need the constant yelling all the time. And for some guys, it works. And like I said, I think it just gets stale after a little while. So when you have a guy like Jared Bednar who is really calm most of the time, he's demanding. You know, you need to know your role. And if you don't do your role, uh, you're going to be watching from the stands. And he's proven that many times over the past few years. Uh, But when a guy like that flips a switch and goes into John Tortorella mode, you take notice of that because that's not their normal character. So if he's really angry and pissed off because of what he is saying is a lack of effort and a lack of passion, then you probably have a lack of effort and a lack of passion. <laughs> he's not just saying that for his health. He's saying that because he is he's watching and he is witnessing this and he's not happy to stop practice and lay into them for just a couple seconds it wasn't this long drawn out thing it was we looked like garbage and he he says things pretty cryptically in his press conferences when he's unhappy you know it he says the way he says it is very direct he doesn't really beat around the bush too much but he doesn't you know, lay into guys and kind of maybe like take their manhood away. He'll just say he played terrible today. I didn't like the way he played. He played awful. Um, but I'm sure, you know, there's conversations that have between him and that player, but to have a, like I said, a, a, a team kind of meeting at center ice and just ripping into him that the way that they did, usually things like that work. Because, like I said, guys that don't do that, most of the time it's out of their character. So when you see somebody who doesn't typically get mad and angry, get mad and angry, you pay attention. And by all accounts, it worked. Because after that happened, the team kind of like got back on track and had a good rest of their practice. So I think you might not see that for this next week before they go to Edmonton. Because he doesn't need to do it. Somebody like that only needs to do it once. And you get the attention for that team for a good amount of time. It might not be till the end of the year where he does it again. It might be, not, not be till next year when he needs to do that again. Because it's the opposite. It's the opposite psychology of the John Tortorellas. Where it's just yell all the time. This is the complete opposite psychology. It's calm, cool, collected. And when you push me too far, you're going to hear about it. And they heard about it. And now let's see let's see how this carries. I'm telling you, this is going to carry them. Even though it's a practice. But the setting of it, going into the playoffs, it's do or die right off the bat. There is no, there is no grace period that you get. You lose four games, you're done. 
four games and you're done in a round. So that's why, like I was saying in the beginning segment, the depth is so good. It has to be so good because there are going to be guys that don't get off to a hot start. There are guys who are, and this is for the Avalanche, and this is across the board. There are guys who are noticeable and notable slow starters. Uh, for the Avalanche, there's going to be some guys. We don't know who they are right now, but there are because this is like the starting of a season, and to have the depth that the Avalanche have is the best thing for them because those couple guys that get off to that slow start like they would at the slow start of a season, to have the depth you ha- depth you have might not be as bad because those guys there's going to be other guys that start hot to a season. And it'll kind of pick up those guys that are have the slow start. So this is this is basically treating it like the beginning of the season, but it's the beginning of the playoffs. And Jared Bednar knows that. And trust me, his now his team, they knew it. They know it even more now. All right. So a quick programming note. Like I said, we're back five days a week right now. Tomorrow. We will be doing a a crossover show, and I figured most of the crossover shows we do are kind of like within the division, and which is all fine, well, and good. That's pretty much when we do crossovers. That's kind of where we will do them. I like branching out sometimes, and we're gonna have Adam Denker on the show, who hosts the Locked On Lightning podcast and um, I kind of wanted to do some shows with hosts from the East Coast kind of the top tier teams in the East Coast and and maybe what to expect if the Avalanche were to run into one of those teams hopefully if they can make the Stanley Cup final so Adam's going to be on here tomorrow and kind of fill us in on what to expect with the with the Lightning because if you're like me you don't pay too much attention to teams outside of the division. If they're in the the Avalanche division, yeah, I'm paying attention to them. If they're outside the like a team like the Lightning, you know they're good, but why are they good? So, we're going to have Adam on to talk about that. So, I figured we would kind of keep a running update on what's going on with the lines right now. Uh kind of where everybody's eyes are focused outside of the main top two, even top three lines. And basically, where is Tyson Jost? Where is Bo Byram? I haven't heard his name at all over the weekend. So uh, I don't know what's going on with him. I think he's still there, but I, I have not. I really have not heard his name a lot. As far as Tyson Jost goes, he was slotted in with that first group once or twice on the fourth line or that first group. Um, but the majority of the time he is outside of that fourth line and is in, and he's been practicing with the group two team, which also consists of uh, Vlad Kaminev and Logan O'Connor. I don't think those two guys, I mean, if you want to call them bubble players, you can, but they're, I don't think they are really going to make it. Um, and if things, I mean, if, if they were to start today, Tyson Jost wouldn't be on this roster for the playoffs. So he's got a lot to prove in this last week. Um, and we'll see we'll see where it goes. They did do a lot of uh, scrimmaging over the weekend, and they did they did a scrimmage on Saturday. 
and they really liked it. I guess they went to Coach Bednar and said, we want to do more of this to kind of get us game ready. And he, you know, kind of a progressive coach, I guess, if you want to call him, and said, sure, we can do that again. So they did another one on Saturday or on Sunday. A lot of people care about the outcome. I don't really care about the outcome. It's the Avalanche beating the Avalanche. But uh, I think the second game came down to penalty shots and Miko Rantanen netted a penalty shot. So, yay, Avalanche win. Um, but to me, it's just the, the context of scrimmaging. Sure, teams are, are doing that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do for this week and how much of that they do it. And the way that he was running these scrimmages, he was implementing like kind of forced um, power plays, which the Avalanche need. We know the, the power play itself was sometimes good, sometimes bad. It was never really consistent. The penalty kill was not the best, and they should be better at that. So that's another thing that I will be watching. I think a lot of people will be watching. You forget where they ranked with things like that in their special teams. We we had all this time pass, and now we jump right back into, oh, the Avalanche are loaded. Yeah, they are. But there were things that they struggled at, and penalty kill was one of them. So, <coughs> excuse me, you can guarantee that they're going to be working on that because they don't want to come back and have the problems that they did with the penalty kill as soon as you hit the ground running in a playoff scenario. Because like I said, this is do or die. You can't have these hiccups early on, and you don't have the time to iron all the problems out. So you got to iron them out in a shortened training camp, which is now. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on if they continue to scrimmage to kind of get in game shape, which is, I think, the main reason why these players want to do it. They just don't want to do drills all the time. Let us play some games, even if it's against each other, just so we can get game speed down. Uh, so we'll be watching that for this week. Definitely be watching Tyson Jost, see where he is fitting in. And Bo Byram, where has he gone? Like I said, I think he's still there. I just have not heard his name at all. So, and of course, we'll be watching Kale McCarr. And a Kale McCarr running update, which I can guarantee you will be daily. And if we can get anything other than unfit to play or unfit to practice, that would be nice. Let's do that, please. So that'll be it for today. You'll be seeing me again tomorrow. Every day, we're back five days a week from here till the end of the season, which I hope still happens, which seems like it will. So that's going to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you again tomorrow. Adam Dunker from the Locked on Lightning podcast will be on. Yeah, and that'll be fun. All right, stay safe. See you tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.